This is the Show It Off podcast, where you are supported to becoming shamelessly and unapologetically confident. I am your host, Sarah Faye Schaff. I am a confidence coach and creator of the online training program, Peacock School, 11 Days to Confidence, where I help you implement tools and habits that will cause you to understand your worthiness. Each Monday, this show will give you applicable information inspiration and guidance to loving yourself and affecting the world around you in a way you've never experienced before. When you go to sarahfayshoff.com and join the community by entering your email, you automatically get a thank you gift of the five video series I created called Yoga for Confidence. So go get yours today and start implementing practices that will cultivate more self-love and confidence. Thank you for listening and enjoy the program because I'm about to show it off. Here we are, season two of the Show It Off podcast, episode 30. I am really excited about this episode and I'm excited about a new year. And I really believe that this episode is really kicking the new year off right. In it, I interview Kristen Jenna of Pursuit of Bliss podcast. Kristen is a spiritual mindset coach who helps people move through fear and limiting beliefs to manifest a life by design. I believe that the greatest and truest act of self-love is to follow our intuition. And in this episode, you will hear a lot of insight and shed some light on questions you might have about manifesting. So what it means to surrender, how it's not selfish to be self-loving, how our choices affect others, about trusting your intuition, following your inspiration, and loving yourself enough to create your dream life. This episode is really about committing to your dreams. I know that you're going to get inspired by Kristen as I am whenever I listen to her you are going to love this show. I am so excited for you. So let's go ahead and begin. Kristen, the reason I wanted to have you on the show is because the Show It Off podcast is all about building self-love and building confidence. And to me, that means so much more than like bubble baths and, you know, just like good, um, you know, thoughts. It's about embodying um, true self-love by learning how to turn to our intuition. And I think that your podcast does a really great job of showing like with real stories and with real life lessons on how you shifted your life into one that is led by your intuition. Mm, yes. Thank you so much for saying that. Cause I, I am so with you. Self-love is so much more than the bubble bath. I mean, that stuff is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but learning to actually tune into your tune into your intuition and trust yourself, like to truly trust that inner voice, that's real self-love and that is not always easy. <laughs> right, exactly. So, can you explain a little bit about um like who you are and what you do and how your following your intuition has changed your life a little bit? Yeah. So, my name is Kristen. I am a manifestation coach. So basically what I do is I help women. Well, now I'm expanding to men and women. So really anyone, you're a human being. I help human beings um, master their energy and master their subconscious mind to learn to design and create and manifest their life by their own design. So kind of learning to take your power back and to create whatever you want in your life, right? Because that's what manifestation is. It's mm -hmm. learning to align your energy, your thought patterns, your belief systems with what you desire to attract into your life, right? And to then therefore call it in. So um, I think the other part of your question was how has tuning into my intuition changed my life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would say in the past year, my life completely transformed. It is unrecognizable right now to what it was a year ago today. A year ago, I was working in a corporate job that made me pretty miserable living paycheck to paycheck. And I shared a tiny bedroom in a downtown apartment with a roommate because I 
didn't want to pay full rent. So I had no privacy living in a tiny apartment, Mm -hmm. pretty unfulfilled and just kind of like, okay, this can't be it. Like there has to be more. Like I am not okay with living this life for the rest of my life. And so that's when I kind of had this moment where I was like, you know what? Universe, like if you're out there listening to me, like I am ready, I will do whatever it takes. Like I surrender, just show me the way. I will do whatever it takes to turn my life around and make my dreams actually happen. And from that point on, I just started to say yes to everything that showed up and all of these thoughts that I that I had, because we all have these inspired thoughts and ideas, but we usually block them because we say, oh, I'm not capable. I'm not good enough. I can't do that. Someone else does it better. You know, we think they're crazy. We think we're not good enough. So we don't take action. Mm-hmm. So I committed myself to hearing that voice, hearing my own fear, letting that be there, but then taking action anyway. And that's what changed everything because the intuition, the insight, it's always there. We just usually don't listen to it. So in 2019, I committed myself to listening to it. And that took me to where I am today, which is a year later, I manifested, you know, a six figure business and I moved to Bali and I'm traveling the world and I'm making an impact and all of the things I've always wanted showed up in less than honestly seven months when I committed myself to always following my intuition even when it felt absolutely terrifying because most of the time it did (laughs) Mm -hmm. wow that is a big difference oh my gosh yeah it's truly incredible to look back and see how much has changed and it's really you know, even the years before that, it's not like my intuition was never there. I just never listened to it. And I think that's where most people are. They don't know how to tell the difference between, you know, what is my inner critic? What is my ego? And what is actually my soul, my highest self, my intuition? And once you actually can decipher between the two, actually taking action is a whole nother story, right? Because then that means being able to work through the fears and the belief systems that are blocking you from taking that action. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Now, you mentioned (laughs) um, the subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. Can you expand on that a little bit in case someone's listening and they're like, if it's subconscious, how do I listen to it? You know, how do do you connect to that? Yeah. So basically, our subconscious mind is controlling typically 90% of our reality. And most of our subconscious belief systems were built in childhood. So right now, if you look at your life, You are experiencing the result of your belief systems because we can only manifest in our lives what we believe we are worthy of, often at a subconscious level. So before the age of seven, our minds are in this like hypnosis state where everything we learn is absorbed into our subconscious. So something as small as, you know, let's say your mom says, great job, honey, you got to be on your test. We're going to work harder and get you an A. Like totally harmless, but something Mm -hmm. that small can be the beginning of a belief such as I'm not good enough. Right. Right. And that gets in our subconscious mind. We grow up, right? Maybe we're five years old. That happens. We grow up and we, that's the way that we see the world. We see the world through this lens of I'm not good enough. Right. But it's in our subconscious mind and we never know that there's any other way to experience life because that's the only way we've experienced it since we've been five years old. So the subconscious mind is kind of controlling your reality because if you grow up feeling I'm not good enough, then your mind is going to filter. So when you believe at a subconscious level that you're not good enough, your mind is only going to accept proof in your reality that you're not good enough. Any proof that you are good enough is not going to really um, be accepted. It's not going to be accepted by your mind. Right. So we continue to strengthen this belief as we get older, if we never realize it's there and work through it. Right. And so that's a big part of what I help people do is how do you uncover what are those subconscious blocks that were created in childhood that are actually holding me back now? And how can I work through it and rewire those and create a new belief system that is empowering and actually in alignment with what I want to manifest in my life? Because if you want to manifest you know, I don't know, a million dollars, but you don't feel worthy of it or you don't feel capable of it. It's never going to show up no matter how much action and hustle you put in. That was really well explained. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that was really, really well explained. I feel I'm like that's glad. not easy to explain. Good job. Oh, thank uh, you. I thank love you. That. 
And yes, that's why I love your podcast. There's been days where, I mean, a lot of days I wake up and I'm like, yes, I got this. I'm amazing. Like mm-hmm. I got this day. My dreams are coming true. But then maybe I'll um, hit a, a wall or I'll have a conversation mm-hmm. that brings my vibe down. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, and I, I see the reaction of that. So then I turn to a podcast like yours or one of my books by um, Esther and Jerry Hicks. And I'm like, mm. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it feels so much better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This makes so much more sense. And um, I think that that's why um, you having the podcast is such a big deal. Because it's not something, because it's our subconscious mind, like reconnecting to our current reality I feel like there's a necessary to remind ourselves and to like keep retraining ourselves. Is that, is that something that you think, or, or I don't know, I just heard Oprah saying something like have the thought and then let it go. And that's kind of like, to me, a little bit confusing because if you're like in that subconscious training and you're trying to retrain your mind to trust your intuition is it wise to let it go? I mean, will we just get off course? What would you say to that? So I think when I think of the, you know, have the thought and let it go, the way I think of it is be the observer of the thought rather than thinking that I'm having the thought, observe the thoughts and realize that every single thought you have is not you, right? We don't need to identify with our thoughts. When we have these thoughts of, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm not smart enough, whatever the thoughts are, we all have that inner critic and to realize that that voice is not you, our brain sends us thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts in one day. They fire off nonstop. And the majority of them are coming from the, the subconscious programming, right? That's not us. The belief that I'm not good enough that creates these thought patterns that like harass us all day. Those aren't our thoughts. That's programming and conditioning that got trapped into our subconscious that is creating these thought patterns. That's not us at our core, So it's basically saying, can you observe those thoughts and say, "Ah, hey, I notice that right now my inner critic, that's what I call it, that little voice in your head that is mean to you all day long. Mm -hmm. My inner critic is saying this right now and I can acknowledge that that's there, but I also acknowledge that I don't need to identify with that thought. And I realize that that thought is not me and that thought is not my truth, right? So maybe that's what she means. I'm not sure by letting it go, but I think more of, rather than focusing on it and identifying it with it and going into that spiral, right? When we identify with it, we go into a spiral and that's mm-hmm. when, you know, we lower our vibration even more rather than just saying, you know what? I acknowledge it. I realize it's there. I realize why it's there. I realize that voice is just trying to protect me, but at the same time, I choose not to identify with it. And I choose to identify with my, tr- with, with my truth. What is my actual truth? Because if something doesn't feel good, it's not my truth. Does that voice telling me that I'm not good enough feel good? No, it doesn't. So it's not my truth. What is my truth? And then I identify with that. And so that's kind of my process. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. And I yeah about feeling good about how, um, like, that's how you know whether it's your your inner critic or your ego mm-hmm. versus your intuition or your inner guidance system. Um, mm-hmm. This podcast also has a book club, and a lot of the listeners are part of the book club. And the last book we read was Gabrielle Bernstein's Super Attractor. Mm. Are you familiar with Gabrielle Bernstein? Yeah, I read her Universe Has Your Back, but I haven't yeah. read Super Attractor. Well, of course, you would love it. It's um, yes. <laughs> it's all about what we're talking about. And um, she, I mean, if you were to just take one sentence from that book and highlight it, it's all about giving yourself permission to feel good and prioritizing feeling good. Mm-hmm. And I love how you said that because it's, um, it's not something that is celebrated, at least in the culture that I grew up in, <laughs> in California. I mean, it's work hard try hard, you know, suffer through (laughs) Mm -hmm. and feeling good, playing, having fun, laughing. Like that's been like, um, like a secondary thought, like in the world that I grew up in. And since shifting that and being like, does this feel good? Does it like, does this conversation make me feel good? Does this thought make me feel good? Am I thinking about something that lifts me up? Like giving light to Mm -hmm. that has been um, a really simplified and easy and relatable 
applicable way to um, live my life according to my highest vibration. And I just love that you um, mentioned that. Yeah, definitely. It's so huge because you're right. We're not taught to make it a priority. We're taught to do whatever we can to, you know, reach success. But what is success by the standard that we're, we're, you know, conditioned to learn? Success is making more money, getting a promotion, getting the car, getting the house. So we hustle, hustle, hustle because we think we project our happiness on this quote unquote success because that's what we learn from the media, from TV, from everyone around us. So we work our asses off to reach this quote unquote success. And when we get there, we realize it didn't bring the happiness that we thought it was going to bring. So then we work harder to get to that next level. And it's like this constant cycle of trying to get somewhere when in reality, you know, all of the joy and happiness and playfulness is available to us right now in the present moment. And as long as we try to push it off and project it into the future, we try to reach something else to bring us that joy or that happiness. It's elusive, right? We'll never find it. And I think that's where a lot of people are in this, I don't know why I don't feel good. I don't know why I don't feel happy. I don't feel fulfilled. And so they try to feel good by achieving something. And this is me for most of my life. And, you know, that just, it's not ever going to work, which is why I love that we can have this conversation and it's becoming more widespread to learn to prioritize your own joy in the present moment right now, because truly that joy right now is what is going to call in and manifest everything else that you want. You know, that Isn't is that like so the key. Cool? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's yeah. like, like getting woken up from a dream or something and being like, babe, you've been here the whole time, you know, like, mm-hmm. all, like this is already yours. It's, it's exactly um, such a relief to my heart. Um, I love how you speak about surrendering. And um, I've had an episode before um, where I interviewed um, the founder of Mahina Cup, the menstrual cup, Mahina Cup. Mm. And she's all about being in your feminine. And uh, she reminded me and my listeners about what that means. And I know that you speak on that. And when you mentioned surrender and how it relates to um, receiving and and receiving those dreams and those goals that we have rather than mm-hmm. hustling and, and like tracking them down, um, which is like, I guess, more to be in your masculine is like to go get something mm-hmm. and to be in the feminine is to receive. Um, I heard you saying um, in one of your episodes that once you chose to um, surrender is that's when you really started seeing the success. Could you mm-hmm. speak on that a little bit? Yeah. So basically how I think of surrender is, is being able to listen to your intuition and take action that when you don't really know what's going to happen, right? So when you're kind of leaping into the unknown where you don't know what, what's going to happen in the next week or the next month, you don't know, maybe you're investing money. You don't know if it's going to come back. Maybe you're moving somewhere else and you don't know what your life is going to be like there. So it's taking these leaps of faith when your intuition nudges you to and surrendering the outcome and saying, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen in my business. I don't know what's going to happen if I move. I don't know what's going to happen if I invest this money, whatever it is. And that's okay because I can surrender and know that the universe has my back. And no matter what, when I listen to my intuition, I am always on the right path. And I always think of it like if you're driving in a car at night and you have your headlight, your headlights on, right? You can always see what is it like five feet ahead of you mm-hmm. and you know what your end destination is, but you can't see the entire road to your end destination. You can only ever see the five feet in front of you, but you have no doubt that you're going to get to your end destination. And that's what surrendering is. You have no doubt in your mind you're going to get to your end destination. You just don't know what the path looks like to get there. But you can see five feet in front of you. And that's, and that's all enough. you need. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's scary. It is scary. Mm-hmm. But it's also so amazing because you get to let go of the need to control everything and force everything and the need to hustle all the time. And you can just be at peace in the present and know that no matter what, nothing in your current reality is permanent and the universe has a better plan than you do. 
right? And if you listen to your intuition, you're always on the path of least resistance to get where you need to go. And that for me was a game changer that changed my entire life. (laughs) That's so cool. And it feels so good. I mean, I'm sure that anybody listening, if they just tune into how they're feeling in their body, when you are saying these words, I, I would, I mean, I know for myself, I feel expansive. I feel Mm -hmm. soft. I feel joyful. And we've, that example is so powerful because anybody who has ever driven at night has that as, Oh, I have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have practiced that already. That's mm-hmm. why that's such a powerful example. Thank you for that. Yeah, we're that. doing it all the time. And the problem is, my problem was, you know, I, you grow up and everyone asks you, like, what's your plan? Like, what's your five-year plan? What's your six-week plan? Like, you always have to have a plan. And mm-hmm. to go, to have someone ask you and like, just coming out of the holidays, of course, which are a lot of people experience family asking you, yeah, what's your plan? What are you doing? And to be able to say, honestly, I don't have a plan past the next five days. And that's okay. (laughs) And that's okay, right? But to get ourselves out of this conditioning and programming that we need to have everything planned out. But what I've realized is that when I have everything planned out and I stick to specific plans, I block what's better because I I don't stay open to anything else. And we don't always know what's best for us, right? Sometimes the universe has a better plan to get us where we want to go even faster than we can imagine. But if we are so, all right, this is my plan. I have every single day of the next year planned out. I'm sticking to it no matter what. And we're blocking anything that could possibly be better. And so this is why my like number one goal in 2020 is to make less plans and to just honor my intuition in every single moment and only make decisions that feel good and feel expansive and feel loving in each moment. That's so smart. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> speaking of manifesting, since I'm actually on the phone with a manifesting coach, I'm going to ask you the questions that always come <laughs> up in my mind. Um, so I would consider myself in the past, especially last year, um, was a crazy year for me. And I found myself what I would call like manically manifesting because <laughs> I've always believed in manifesting and, and I haven't always done it right. And so I like even looked at my old vision boards that I made this time last year. And I was like, Oh my God, girl, <laughs> it's just like really controlling, really manic, really like, um, like obsessive and, um, and like what you're saying is just like the opposite of that is to just like, turning to good feelings, um, like thanking the ego voice and then politely putting it in its place. Like, Mm -hmm. like, yes, I am not going to run out in traffic. Thank you for that. But (laughs) this isn't going to kill me. It's just a little bit scary. And then, um, and then just like surrendering. So like, what would you say to somebody who is like listening and they're like, oh yeah, I'm all about manifesting. I've got my dream board. I've got my this, I've got my that and do it every day. And And they're like, like, I will have this house by this date or whatever, you know, like, Mm -hmm. what would you say about that sort of manifesting? And how can someone shift into something that um, actually works better for them? I always recommend to not use specific dates, because it creates so much resistance, so much because what happens is we say, I'm going to manifest this house by the next 30 days. And we place our self worth on that. Because the 30 days comes and that doesn't happen, what happens? We feel horrible. Yeah. We feel like, why didn't it come? I failed myself. I'm not good enough. We place, we project our self-worth on this happening. So we're actually, it's detrimental to our own like sense of self and sense of worthiness. And it creates so much resistance that we usually block ourselves. And it's like this self-sabotage because the paradox of manifesta- manifestation is what you desire to manifest will come when you intend it, but you don't need it, right? And so when we have this, this, um, you know, when we're looking at the clock and counting on the days and wondering where our manifestation is, we're putting, we're in a mindset of scarcity. We're basically saying, I don't trust that it's actually coming. I'm checking all the time to see if it's here. I'm counting down the days. I'm wondering where it is. That doesn't sound like the actions of someone who has 100% certainty that their manifestation is coming. And so that's what tends to happen when we say 30 days, this is going to show up. And then we're stressed and we're anxious that it's not going to come because we only gave ourselves 30 days. And so we automatically shift into this vibration of, 
scarcity of it's not already mine. I don't already have it. It might not come. Therefore, you manifest that it doesn't come. Yep. So (laughs) I always recommend not having a time limit. And if, you know, someone asks you, when are you going to buy that house or when are you, whatever it is, just say soon because it is always coming soon. And there's no time limit in the universe. What you Mm -hmm. want to manifest could come in the next minute. It could come in the next year. It's all a matter of you becoming a vibrational match. So why would you put a time limit on something when truly linear time doesn't even exist to the universe? (laughs) I love that. I always just say, you know what? Just manifest that it's coming soon and spend your energy focusing on becoming the version of you who already has it. How would she act? How would the version of you who literally already has the house I'm just using that as an example, who already has the house, how would she show up in her life every single day? What would she be doing? How would she be acting? Put your energy there. Like, for instance, taking good care of the house that you have, whether it's just like Mm -hmm. a shared room in an apartment, right? Like and taking good care of it and um, cleaning it and those sort of things. Is that what you mean? Yeah, definitely. That's part of it. So you want to definitely make space and be in a space of gratitude and love because if you don't have gratitude for what you have you're not going to be given more right because you manifestation comes from the energy of gratitude the other part of it is okay if I knew with 100% certainty that this house was coming tomorrow what would I be doing maybe you're going to start packing up some of your boxes and truly getting ready to move you know and also how would you be feeling would you be feeling anxiety and fear if you knew with 100% certainty it was coming tomorrow? Would you be doubting that it's coming? Would you be, you know, I don't know, hustling all the time? Yeah. yeah. No, you wouldn't. You're going to be spending more time in joy. You're going to be celebrating. You're going to be laughing with your friends. You're going to be loving your life. So I always say, focus on the present moment. Like set that intention, let it go. And then if you knew it was coming tomorrow, would you spend 10 hours a day trying to force it to come? No, you're going to go enjoy your damn life. (laughs) Yeah, do that. Go bring some more joy into your life. Because if you don't have joy, you're not going to manifest anything. Or you're not going to manifest anything that'll bring you joy. Right? So you want to manifest from a place of joy and gratitude and love. Yes, I love that. I love that because we are always manifesting something. I mean, I look Mm -hmm. around and I'm like, yep, this is exactly what I brought upon myself. Everything Mm -hmm. about my life, you know, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of it's like from a limited mindset and some of it's not, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. just like, I can really clearly see the differences. Mm -hmm. And so I just love that you are, have so much clarity around um, what that means. I think a lot of people hear that word manifestation and they're like either confused or they're um you know uh not believing but it's just like it's not really a matter of understanding or believing because it just is mm-hmm. and the so universal the more law. That we, yeah so the more we can just love ourselves enough to b- believe that we're worth feeling good then we're getting more in alignment with that with which our heart desires and that's just add you just bring more self-love and like being an example of self-love to everybody around you so it's like a trickle effect oh it's so cool I feel so good talking to you oh I'm so glad to hear that (laughs) (laughs) yeah one of my friends says um his little prayer is like um that he can bring abundance to everybody around him and I just love that prayer and it's so true being his friend like just being knowing him has brought so much abundance to my life and um what would you say about that about how um we affect others when we get into this way of living I mean we're affecting others at all times like your vibration affects everyone you come into contact with at all times no matter you know whether you're manifesting or not So when you start to focus on this work, you're essentially raising your vibration. When you're working through these subconscious limiting beliefs and you're letting go of what doesn't serve you, you automatically raise your vibration. And so when you raise your vibration, everyone around you, you're sending that vibration to them as well. So you're effectively raising the vibration of those who come into contact with you. And, you know, we're all reflections of each other. 
we're all the same energy. We're all parts of the universe manifested in these human bodies under this like illusion of separation. But in reality, we're all one. So we're all reflections of each other. So as you heal yourself, you're going to see that reflected back in the people around you. And it actually, it's, it's so, so magical. But it's just really this like subconscious energetic thing. The people around you are going to shift as you shift, right? It's like the number one thing you can do to help anyone is to help yourself, is to heal yourself. Because what you do inwardly is what you do outwardly. What you do within you is what you do to the world or the people around you. So when you heal yourself, you're truly, you're, you're healing the world. That's really what this is. There's nothing, the number one thing, like there's nothing better that you could ever do than to heal yourself. And, you know, we have this like huge butterfly ripple effect that you can never, ever realize. Like you're raising your vibration, you're meditating, whatever it is, and you're feeling the sense of peace here. You're sending that vibration out and it can be affecting like animals in Africa. Like truly your vibration, your energy, you send it everywhere. We're all these little almost like lighthouses sending out these beams of light and your beam of light is affecting everyone it touches, but you would never even notice it, you know? And so it's Mm -hmm. so important to do this work and it's never about you. It's never just about us because we can't do anything to ourselves without affecting the entire world. And if I could like put parentheses, highlight, uh, spotlight, (laughs) neon lights, on anything it's what you just said because so often as a confidence coach someone who speaks on self-love I have that question you know regularly like isn't this selfish and what you just said is the perfect answer as to why focusing on your self-love and confidence is not selfish at all so thank Mm -hmm. you so much that's Mm -hmm. perfect (laughs) it's the opposite of selfish you know if it's everything that we do you know action is nothing without intention ever action is nothing without energy any action you take it doesn't matter as much as the alignment that you're in within you so you know for example if you're going to start a charity but you have this like inner chaos inside and you you know, you don't feel good within yourself and you're angry and resentful and all of this, that's amazing. Your charity is still going to be, you know, probably help people, but you're doing more good to work on yourself and maybe just smile at a couple people on the street. Mm -hmm. And maybe you just truly help one person. Maybe you just say something kind to your sister that day. You're doing more good in the world by being in a vibrationally aligned place and making something that seems so small, like smiling at one person from a vibrationally aligned place that makes bigger energetic waves in the world than starting a charity from an unaligned chaotic inner space. So it's so much better to work on your own alignment. And, you know, the problem is that we feel this pressure to make these huge changes in the world. And we feel like we're not good enough. if All we're doing is smiling at people on the street or helping our sister. We feel like we need to help thousands of people. But when we push ourselves to do things and we're not in energetic alignment with our highest selves, it's not actually making the impact that we want it to make because it's the energy that we have that is spreading with every action we take. So it's essential. It is the opposite of selfish to work on yourself and to align your energy. Sing it, sister. Yes, that is it. And I love how you emphasize just something as simple and free and possible for everybody as a smile. Mm -hmm. I'm a mom and I read this book to my daughter called One Smile and it shows how like it starts with this guy who's bummed sitting on a park bench because he just lost his job and a little girl walks by him and smiles at him and that Mm -hmm. smile kind of ignites this hope within him and he's like I can get a new job you know and then it just Mm -hmm. shows how that trickle effect um, spreads within their community and then goes right back to where it started uh, with this Mm -hmm. little girl's joy and it's so cool so if you like ever read books to kids that one that book one smile is a really great way to teach children what we're talking about yeah that's beautiful and it's so you know going a little bit further in this topic because a question I because I teach a lot on abundance and money and people always ask well isn't it selfish to want more money for myself when there's other people who don't even have money and I think that if you have you know, the ability to learn all of this and to truly cultivate and manifest abundance. It is our duty to do that 
Because not only when we step into our power and we do something like manifesting abundance or, you know, showing up as our authentic selves, we give permission to everyone around us to do the same. And at the same time, we need more good people, heart-centered people with a lot of money so we can create that change in the world because more money is more impact, right? If you want to go help those thousands of people who don't have money, it doesn't do you any good to keep yourself where you are out of empathy for them, right? (laughs) Manifest massive amounts of money so we can make massive amounts of impact on this planet. So if you are lucky enough to have the resources and learn the skills to manifest abundance, then it is your duty to do so if you are here to make a difference on this planet, which I believe that all of us are, especially if you're you're called to listen to this podcast right now. So I don't think anything about manifestation, nothing about this is selfish. It's all about your intention. I love that. It's so true. I'm so glad that you are doing this work because you're clearly meant to. You're so good at (laughs) Your, with your words and with your voice, your everything that I've seen you do. I mean, I've kind of been stalking you for a while. And so <laughs> I've seen you I do, love it. Yeah, it just brings me so much joy. And I, I mean, even the fact that you um, were living in Bali, like that is a specific place. Oh, I'm just just so you know, I'm in Hawaii and it's starting to rain. And that could mean little trickles or it could mean suddenly buckets dumping. So mm. if that happens. I'll let you know. We'll have to perfect because it, it gets really loud with the tin roof. But um, what I want to ask you about is, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. The um, you said Bali. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes, Bali, very <laughs> helpful. Um, what brought you? Like, what? Why Bali? Like, why did you end up going there? Um, in the first place, why did you? Why do you live there sometimes, or however you're? Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> I moved there in September. Uh, I was there for like four months. I came back to California for the holidays, which is where I am right now, and I'm in a space where I may be going back to Bali, but I'm unsure. I'm gonna see what feels good in the moment, and then by my flight actually Hawaii was another place that was on my mind to go to in late January but anyways I moved to Bali originally because I went there two years ago on vacation before I started any of this journey and just fell in love with it and I told myself I'm going to move here one day and um, I actually bought my flight to Bali in March so March 2019 that was before I had my business Um, I think I had just maybe started my podcast I was still in my nine to five job, didn't have any kind of online income, didn't even had started coaching, no idea how I was going to get myself to Bali. But I was like, intuitively, I trusted my intuition. And I knew that I was supposed to be in Bali. I just like felt it so deep inside me. I knew I was meant to be there. And so I was like, you know what? No idea how I'm going to make this happen. But I'm going to buy my flight. So I bought my flight for September, like September 4th or something. And by the time that came around, I, everything was already set in place and, um, it's, and then I moved there and I was there for four months and most likely will be going back. So mm-hmm. it just was another instance of me completely trusting my intuition and completely trusting the universe when it made zero sense. <laughs> That's so cool. That's exactly why I live in Hawaii. Cause I came here on vacation and I was like, this is my home. I love it here. Yeah. That's and amazing. talk about manifesting. Yeah, like manifesting is like so funny and cool and like cracks me up. Like when I came here on vacation and it was I was here for a month and then it was my last day. I was time to pack up and get on the plane. I was like crying the whole time I was packing and I just kept saying like, I'm not ready to leave. I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. I'm not leaving. I just kept saying that. And then we get on the airplane and we're on the 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 tarmat or whatever you call it for like two hours the plane's not moving right Mm -hmm. and in my mind I'm thinking I did this like this plane is not (laughs) going to leave and then the pilot gets on and it's like well I guess your Hawaii vacation just got extended (laughs) and everybody had to get off the plane and we all got another night at the Royal Kona which is the super nice hotel and I was like Like, that's amazing skipping off the you know airplane and skipping out of the airport back to my hotel and there's other people 
same plane, same experience. And they were all mad, you know, and they were like, I have work mm-hmm. in the morning and da, da, da. And I was like, I'm selling, staying in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> you totally manifested that. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like moments like that where, you know, it's just because of that, like the feelings are so powerful and good feelings are so powerful. And um, and if you do come to Hawaii in end of January, please let me know because I would love to like show you around and hang out with you. Oh yes, I will. What island are you on? I'm on the Big Island. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Hawaii has been on my mind for a while. I am going to make it there in 2020. I know that I am meant to go there. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I love that, and I think that that creates a really nice, um, kind of like a boundary I guess because like when we were talking before about like something happening soon you know like for me that's kind of been um, a place where I feel confused at times like um, you know I'm a writer and one of my dreams is to have something that I've written be published and be out in the world and Mm -hmm. I had a girlfriend call me recently and she was like I see 2020 as like you getting a book deal in 2020 and I was like yeah sure great (laughs) I love it and um, and then right after that I was like is it bad that we said in 2020, you know, and <laughs> kind of getting into that, like, oops, like feeling. And mm-hmm. then like, I hear when you said it just now, it was, it sounded really expansive. Cause you were like, I don't know when, but yeah, sure. 2020, like it's felt really, um, there's a lot of ease around it. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of how you would suggest somebody having a, um, a balance between like, something happening in 20 years versus happening soon is just that like it's coming soon and and what like what would you say yeah so I mean you can manifest with time uh you know like a specific date you just have to ask ask yourself how you feel like when I say I'm I set the intention to manifest a book deal like I have a book deal in 2020 does that feel good and expansive or does that create fear because if it creates fear of this like oh my gosh now there's pressure on me to get it done in 2020 or else that's uh-huh. a space that you want to stay away from. So it's a matter of how it feels to you when you say that, because if that feels good and amazing and expansive, then great. So I always say, you know, what is the worst case scenario here? If in 2020, I don't get a book deal, am I going to be okay with that? How will I feel if you mm-hmm. can become at peace with the worst case scenario and with, with it not happening? then you can release that resistance, right? Because it's, you want to intend it in 2020, but also be okay with it not happening. And that's the energy that it will actually manifest from. So if you can get to that place and amazing use 2020, if it creates too much resistance, then maybe just be like, yeah, I'm, (laughs) I'm getting a book deal and it's coming soon. But I would recommend instead of saying I'm getting a book deal, I have a book deal because you already have a book deal that that already exists for you right? Like every possibility in our life already exists. You don't need to create it or make it happen. It's there for you. You have the book deal. Now you just need to rise and match that vibration so it can manifest physically into this reality, right? But you have it. So start just saying I have a book deal. (laughs) I love that. So well said. See, that's so great. And personally, (laughs) like to, to reply to how that question of how it makes me feel, I feel excited. I feel jazzed because mm-hmm. I have so much to say and I love writing and I writing it comes very easily to me. I have like, I mean, if someone like call me today and they were like, we need 3000 words by the end of this week, I'd be like, I already wrote those words, girl. Like mm-hmm. here they are right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So that feels really, really good to me. Yeah. And I love that question because again, it's just going right back down to how you feel, which I mean, think about anybody that you love anybody that you truly like unconditionally love and you you know them you like you care about how they feel like their happiness is important to you and that is the feeling that is my hope and wish for every person listening to this show that they will love themselves enough to really know how they're feeling to to believe that their joy is is worth is worthy to make an effort to connect with themselves regularly I mean Anybody who has anybody in their life, whether it's their child or their sister or their best friend or their beloved, they, it's easier for people to think about that for somebody else. And what I'm hoping to Mm -hmm. do with my work is to get people to think about that for themselves. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's so powerful because when you truly have unconditional love for yourself, 
oh my, you can manifest anything from that space. <laughs> that is such a high vibe space to be in. Ah, oh, I love that. I love that. And when I was a little girl, my mom um, would always say to me um, that the, <laughs> it makes me want to cry when I say it because I feel it so strongly. It's not sad tears. It's like joy tears. But mm-hmm. it, she would say the desires are in your heart are there for a reason, babe, mm. you know? And it's like, I just, um, like if anyone were to take anything away from this conversation, it would just be like to remember what Kristen's saying, because those desires in your heart are there for a reason and that you are in fact making the world a better place by believing that those are already yours and, Mm -hmm. and allowing them surrendering, being the magnet to let them come to your life so that you can be better for everybody and everything in your ohana or as we say here your community yeah Um, and if anything i think it's selfish to not follow the desires in your heart because when you think about it you know let's say you have this desire to write a book but then you're like oh you know i don't know if i'm good enough there's so many amazing authors i'm too i'm i'm scared you know people might make fun of me and you don't write it but what you have is there for a reason it's because someone in this world needs it right i always say like our manifestations are answers to other people's manifestations or answers to other people's prayers. There's someone out there who needs to hear what you have to say. And maybe what you have to say is going to change their life, the life of just one person. And that's going to create a ripple effect that's going to affect thousands and thousands of people. And so you listening to that voice, like you're not putting out these desires of your heart because you're scared. What? Like there's people out there who need what you have to say. It's not about your fear. It's not about your embarrassment. It's not about you at all. It's about the people who need what you have because you wouldn't have that desire in your heart to create something or to be someone or to put something out there if it wasn't needed. There is someone who needs that, that little thought or the idea or the desire you have in your heart and your head is there because there is someone who needs it. Right. And so if, if you don't put it out there, I would say that's actually more selfish to listen to our fear, mm-hmm. silly little fear or embarrassment to stop us from something that this world needs. Gosh, that's so perfect. And so true. That's why we have the book club, because those mm-hmm. books have changed my life. And I'm like, y'all need to read these, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, thank goodness. Gabrielle Bernstein put herself out there. I, I mean, if I didn't find her eight years ago, I don't know. I have mm-hmm. no idea what I would be doing right now. Like, right. Imagine all. if she had just been too scared or too embarrassed right. and didn't publish or didn't write that first book, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. how many people would be living completely different lives? Yeah, that's really, really wonderful thing to say. And I'm going to remember that as an answer to anyone who questions me about self- selfishness. Mm-hmm. Kristen, you are such a light, such a joy such a powerhouse I am so thankful that you have done exactly the opposite of being small and that you put yourself out there <laughs> and you followed your intuition that you didn't settle you didn't settle for that life that was making you unhappy and you decided to choose happiness and let the rest come to you and it's just I am excited to continue to watch you as you grow and expand and I would love to meet you in real life. I would love to play with you here on the islands and anywhere else in the world. Um, I really have so much gratitude for you being you and for taking the time to connect with the people who find this show today. You are such a joy and such a wonderful person. Thank you so, 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 so much. Thank you so much. That was so kind. I have a huge smile on my face (laughs) and I am sure that we will meet because I know I'm going to be in Hawaii in 2020. So I can't wait. (laughs) So um, anybody who is excited to about what Kristen has to say, she has a wonderful podcast, the pursuit of bliss, which I just love that title so much. And every single picture on your Instagram page is just like shiny and bright and just looks like bathed in sunshine and I just love that (laughs) I love following you I love listening to your podcast and um, anybody who would like to connect with her more I'll have all of her links in the show notes and um, yeah you have two pages you have um, the pursuit of um, bliss podcast and what's the second one that you have is that your personal page yeah so the ones that I the pursuit of 
Pursuit of Bliss podcast. Um, and then just Pursuit of Bliss with an underscore under it is the one that I mainly use. That's your That's main the one, one that okay. I use to share manifestation tips and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. And so go on there because if you feel like you're like, oh my God, I'm excited about this and I'd love to have more guidance and my manifestation education. I just love saying <laughs> words that say shun. <laughs> Location <laughs> for education manifestation. <laughs> then you go there and Kristen will, as you can see here, joyfully and um, confidently guide you to um, understanding this more and having more of what your heart desires in your life. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the Short Off Podcast. Um, may you be blessed. May you be well. May you be happy. Thank you so much, Sarah. If you like the Show It Off Podcast, then you will also like the Show It Off Book Club. I have hand-selected a library of books that will empower you and keep you on track with your confidence-building goals. Reading has always been a huge love of mine, and if it weren't for the books that I feel like are my friends that have taught me so much, I just don't know where I would be now. That is why I started the Show It Off Book Club, and I hope you will join the club. It's free, it's fun, it's easy. How to join? Just go to at show it off podcast page on Instagram, follow the page, see the post where I list all of the books on the list. It's a picture of a stack of books. I will help you find it. Start your own empowering library. Tune in each Friday for the conversation starter videos I post of the chapters we are on, and I'll post them on the show it off podcast Instagram page. If you can read one to three chapters a week, you will be set. If you can't, you can still see the videos anytime, but it would be amazing if you were able to leave comments and share your thoughts with the chapters we're on with the group in real time. This is to help you really integrate the high vibe thoughts you need to be a part of your life in order to truly embody being deeply self-loving and shamelessly and unapologetically confident. So join the Show It Off book club today. Every play of this show means the world to me. Thank you for your time and for listening. I'd love to hear from you now. Questions and comments are welcomed at showitoffpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for subscribing to the Show It Off podcast. And if you have a moment, if you could leave a review on iTunes, it would help other people to find this message of confidence. You could also help someone build confidence by texting this episode to at least one person now. Being self-loving means being authentic, bold, and confident. So shamelessly and unapologetically show it off.